From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black True Detective Bombed at Second Crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get into geek. This is DC TV. It's it's actually multiple weeks. We could call it week number twenty nine. Uh, my name is Mitch. Joining me, Terry. Hello. Hi. We could call it week number twenty nine. But as we said in our last DC TV chat, we've only got Supergirl left to talk about. It ran longer because it had a bit of an extra break in the middle. We've got four episodes left. Why come back and do four separate podcasts? Let's just wrap up this sucker with one podcast. So this is technically week number twenty nine. 30, 31, and 32 of DC TV, all compressed into one. We're not going to go four times as long. Let's not let's be stupid. Not. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Okay. I should have said that for the end and said, thank God we didn't go four times as long. But let's push on. We're going to be talking Supergirl, the final four episodes of season three, and then Terry can finally achieve what she's been waiting on for a whole season, and that's getting rid of Supergirl. Let's talk about <laughs> it. All right, episode 20, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, we pick up where we left off in the last episode where... The Grease ending. The Grease ending. <laughs> they drive away in the flying car. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, or at least hard enough. Um, look, I actually didn't mind this episode. Like, you know, off-world set, they go to a, a piece of Krypton that survived there's a flourishing uh, part of their population out there her mother's still alive it finally makes sense why Erica Durant has been part of this friggin season no, it she... well no but like <laughs> okay 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 maybe not Erica Durant sorry the character of the mother like that she's it wasn't just that she was in flashbacks it's like why would you do that it 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 actually well, it gives a little bit more weight why they would have Erica Durant as rather than just replacing the mother actor from the pilot or the the first season because you give her something more to do in the modern day. Why they replaced that actress, I still don't know. I still haven't Googled it. I no, mean, me she neither. could have unfortunately passed. I don't know. She could be contractually tied down to a show on FX. I have no idea. I don't care. <laughs> We're three seasons in and we've had two actors play her, her mother. mother. Three characters, essentially, because of the twin, you know, so... Um, well, she's not a twin anymore, really, is she? Because it was a whole different person. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's... Wow, okay, even blow my own mind. But I actually... No, I didn't I didn't mind... Uh, I didn't mind this episode. Like, something a little bit different off-world, and, you know, Kara's all of a sudden... She's the, she's the outsider for another reason, but... I don't know, different worlds, different threats, just learning the story about what happened to, you know, they, they saved a piece of Krypton. Her dad, you know, still did manage to die, but they started to rebuild their society, but they can't really do anything. They're just sort of floating through space. And I don't know, I, can't, I kind of liked how this four-episode finale for us started. Um, it did tend to dip a little bit after that, but I didn't mind how Dark Side of the Moon kicked things off, Terry. 
have a slightly different opinion. That's fine. I'm. I by no means do I think I've got the correct opinion. I um. I expect nothing but this. So, give me what you got, and we'll see how it how All it right. slots in. Well, I thought the intro with the spaceship and the space town was probably the worst CG ever. It was so fake, <laughs> so so fake. There was. Oh, now I'm trying to remember what this particular scene was. I believe it was Alex in the street who was saving people. <clears throat> if it wasn't Alex, please correct me, but it was somebody. They had something in their hands that was, it was a bomb. Yeah, it was Alex, man. She had a bomb. Yeah. The, the... And conveniently, just on the street was a hot coal disposal. Yeah. What? Well, they're everywhere. They're obviously everywhere around American towns. You just never know when you're going to need something like that. And it's completely bond-proof. So that's fine. Right, okay. You know, and really feeding to us, hey, look, look at Alex, you know. um, Look how good of a mother she is. She's taking, you know, care of Ruby. Um, It's funny because, you know, we've been saying this, you know, you and Ben have been saying it for most of this season, I want to go back as even as early as like episode like six or seven. Like as soon as she broke up with Maggie because of the whole kid thing, the very next episode she sort of locked eyes with Ruby is like, mm. wow, we've really got some things in common. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, Rain is going to die and then she's going to adopt her fine. And they've, they've, they've kept reminding us of that as, uh, as the weeks have went on. This though, and it probably was more evident because we watched four in a row, but they really hit you over the head with it so hard that I was like, oh, okay, no, no, she's not going to adopt Ruby. This is just what's going to push her to want to adopt her own child. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't then expecting Sam slash Rain to die, which I don't know that I was ever convinced of this show doing that, but I was more convinced of Alex adopting Ruby. But for that to happen, Sam would have to die. So... Um, well, not necessarily die. She could become permanently rain. rain. Yeah. So maybe that was also what we were kind of thinking would happen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, at least she can protect her from bombs because she's always got a little bomb-proof thing out there. There's a whole okay. disposal on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just, oh, it was just dumb. I think what I was actually worried about, and I, I did – Kind of ruins something for myself uh, because obviously it's sitting there. It's on my Fox to IQ box, and I was going through making sure I had all of the episodes. There's 23 episodes in the season, and I found what I thought was the last one, and I hit the information button, and it came up, and I think it was like episode 22, maybe or uh, or 21, whatever. And it said um, that you know Kara faces off with uh, Serena after a new threat or something. I'm like. What? Who the who's Serena or Selena or whatever she ended up being? This uh, this you know the witch woman from uh, from New Krypton. I was thinking, who? Wh- hang on, where I'm watching, it's going to be rain. So hang on, does rain get defeated and then we just find this? There's this, oh, but this was the bad guy all along, and mm. it wasn't necessarily that. Like they kind of you know rain was locked up in her little you know fortress, you know force field thing going on, and. Then you've got this old love back on New Krypton who ends up giving Kara the rock that she needs to defeat Rain, which 
does kind of but then that just allows them to arrive on earth so i I forget which episode it was which whether it was the fourth or the third last when they arrived on earth the uh the witches but it was like oh my god really like it's like hey we honestly couldn't stretch out this rain stuff long enough so we're gonna sort of hit pause on that and then we get fresh bad guys to come in and then obviously as we know come the end of the season it's oh no they've been dealt with but it's back to rain again yeah so it was just like a, a really big inconvenient speed bump when you're eyeing off ending the season. Uh, I mean, I, I think they managed to put up a better fight than the the, the, the trinity of evil of, of rain and pestilence and um, whatever her name was. Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, purity. Pur- pu- purity? It was purity. Yeah, purity, yeah. pestilence and rain. They didn't really ever do anything, you know, Mm-mm. really, they knew much separately, but they certainly didn't do anything together. They were together for one episode before the other two, you know, got killed off. So um, I was glad that when these, you know, three Kryptonians show up, much like when Kara's auntie did and her husband uh, in season one, actually put up a half-decent fight, even though they still restricted themselves to walking through the DEO and whatever, yeah. but they still did stuff. And then they, you know, get sort of taken care of and then, you know, it's back to rain and uh, it was just, it was a real up and down. But I I didn't feel like it was a betrayal of the rest of the season so much because I guess it really has been a real up and down feel for the entirety of this third season of Supergirl. So, yeah, I wasn't entirely let down by it, but that's probably because it didn't really set me up for much either, which is not great. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when you were... How old was Kara when she was put into that pod? Uh, I, I think it was maybe like 12 or something. Okay. It's like 9 to 12, somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. And she's now 20, I don't know, 5? Yeah, mid-20s, yeah. Take. yeah. Did you look kind of the same when you were 10 to 12 to when you were 25? Yeah, but she knew straight away that that was Kara. Like, honestly. Who did, sorry? Her, her mother. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight away. Oh, my God, oh are you saying, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, the actress, the young actress doesn't look anything no, like... well, yeah, of Mi- course, she's not going Melissa to. Melissa Benoist. No, but oh, I mean, no, like- I, I reckon I, I reckon my, yeah, absolutely. I reckon what I looked like when I was 12, yeah, you'd definitely be able to tell that was me at 25. So, if your parents thought you had disappeared... Yeah. ...and you showed up, how many years later? How many... Oh, let's go 15. Let's say 15. Yeah. You think they would know straight away, oh, my God, that's Mitch. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I didn't have an issue with that. Okay. I yeah. questioned that because I was like, mm, because she thought, she even said she thought Kara was dead. Yeah. So if she thought she was dead and yet she's just like, oh, shit, it's Kara. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, to me, I, I just felt there was a little bit lost there. There should have been, a, I don't know, a bigger explanation as to, mm. you know, how they felt when they first saw each other again. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm I'm more thinking Kara should have looked at her mum and went, wow, you have aged really well. You don't look <laughs> a day older than when you let go of me. Or more the fact that I get, what would Erica Durant even be? She wouldn't be that, like, she uh, couldn't be Melissa Benoist's mother age-wise. I think she'd be in, I, I think I remember looking her up, actually. She's got to be in her 30s. That's what I meant. Like, I wonder how we can find out. Let's have a look. Let's punch it in. And while you do, like, I at, even even if you think at most she's in her mid forties, and that's never going to be the case. There's no way she's that forty, forty, flat out forty. Yeah. Can you look up how old Melissa Benoist is? And I'm going to go. She's got to be thirty, right? Got to think around that age, maybe. 
give or take a year. Take years. She's probably younger than that, if anything. She's 29. 29. There's an 11-year age difference. <laughs> That's fine. I could kind of see it, but not like I could compared... When you compare Kara and her auntie slash mother from season she one. She definitely seemed to be older. Yeah, and I bet if you looked up the age of that mother, there was probably only a couple of years more difference between uh, those two than Supergirl and Erica Durant's. Um, yeah. You know, but it's a, it's a TV show. Where's Ben? It's a TV show. It's just, a TV show. And, and, of course, they'll probably say that on Kryptonians age differently mm. to... Which maybe they do. I don't know. Well, they, they do, but on Earth they certainly do. Um, you know, like Supergirl and and Clark, you know, they'll be they they'll age far slower um, than than everyone else around them. That's sort of their thing too. Is that you know everyone else will die and they'll still be in their prime essentially. Yeah. The actors won't, so we'll never really properly see it uh, on uh, on the oh, big or small shy. screen. Um, the one thing that got me, I was asking some questions though about Monel when they were walking through the streets of I can't even remember the real name, but New Krypton for all intents and purposes. Um, that he ran into that little boy who had a horrible cough sick, and he yeah. was you know wearing a machine or he you know, was getting around. He was couldn't walk properly, and they said, "Well, look, it's because it was because of the the rock they were using, right? Like, wasn't it? Well, there was there was something within." Something within the makeup of this place that people got people got sick and they they really they couldn't stop it. Like yeah. it's slowly affecting everyone. And Monol just had like this little device. He's like here, here, and it cured him straight away. This mm. kid, you know, it took him like you know half an episode or a full episode to see first see the kid, and then come back and give him this device. And it was like, hey, when you're done with it, maybe you can go and give it to some of your mates that are sick too, and just keep just pass it around. It's going to cure everyone. Yeah. But he just had this weird look, like, and I thought, well, if you've always had this, why? Why only now? Like, why can't you give that to people on Earth at the same time? And if you've got this, why is this effective on this sort of genocidal, if not slow-acting, plague on New Krypton, but it's no good in the future with the plague that Pestilence put on? So... I don't know. I just felt like they lingered a little bit. Just the acting that uh, that the guy behind Monel put on. I was just I was I was looking for a new thread to start off that that didn't really go anywhere. And again, we probably didn't need anything more going on in this series than what we than what we had. But um, I don't know. I just found that strange. Unless it's something where where not that they they're planning on, but that we they can make uh, something of in 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 season four because. Even the way that they sort of said goodbye to Monel, like they they sort of you know you got the idea they're both in love with each other, but he's like you know what I actually really do have to go back to the future. Yep. Oh, and you got this device we can probably just visit each other whenever we want. Yes, we can. I'm like, <laughs> how normal is time travel in these shows now? Like I the know. legends have got a shit. The Flash yep. can do it. He just chooses not to. And Supergirl's now got like a little device that can just open up a wormhole, like Cisco. It's like okay, time travel's nothing to these people anymore. It's like a phenomenon to us, but means absolutely nothing. So uh, he'll obviously be free to come back, but whether anything becomes of that, I'm not so sure. Who knows? I with that particular scene, um, a little bit later, he's walking around with Kara, and the little boy, um, I think it was the little boy, thanked him. Mm. And she's like, oh, what? and she, and he told her, and she's like, what? You saved somebody without telling me, which obviously pissed me off straight away. <laughs> but um, but then I sort of thought, like, with what you're saying, maybe that's why they made that scene so long, 
is because we are supposed to see that, hey, he doesn't need Supergirl to be a hero or mm. do hero things. Yeah, very cool. Maybe. Yeah. I could be reaching, but mm. it makes a little tiny bit of sense. We'll talk about, okay, him, he, he's the other heroes. I thought we had honestly seen the last of Brainy and Emra. Yeah, I, I honestly thought we'd seen the last of those two and then they just all of a sudden in what the season finale just sort of show up I thought that was the horrible CGI part of this when they were shopping she's this like all of a sudden they're there to help it's like how did they even know okay yet in the future but whatever um but then you know Brainiac there's, there's something that's gone wrong we need Brainiac uh, Win, um, yeah, they basically switched places. So Win has essentially taken Brainy's place. Yeah, because all oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, all of a sudden they've come back Some because bad guy who could get Brainy is, is yeah alive is, now. Now was it, it was Brainiac one, like the original Brainiac, who is a Superman villain, has obviously survived through to the future, and he has created a plague that will wipe out all. AIs. So yeah. that's now deadly to Brainiac. So he needs to stay in the present. They need to send Win off into the future because he's actually a genius that will. And I, I still feel like he'll spend, you know, the better part of the next decade catching up on the future technology, if not longer, uh, before he can even cure this thing. But whatever. Um, and yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna have Brainiac as, as our guy. So what what I mean, what element does that add to the show now that we've got that very dry? in a way, one-dimensional character in the place of Wynn, who Wynn's a bit of fun. I actually really like yeah, Wynn's like place Wynn. in this show. So to lose him, then again, it's just, it's one of these CWDC shows. You lose someone, really, do we even know that we're going to lose him? He could show back up in episode one. And theoretically, you know what? It's time travel. He should. If he has any interest in coming back to the, his present day, yep, he, he should have him. left and arrived straight back away. And even exactly. if he was 10 Which years means. older and had a beard, he should have arrived straight <laughs> back and went, oh, my God, all cured. Thanks, Brainy. Yeah. Which means On your he way. didn't really necessarily also need to stay. No. But... But anyway, <laughs> it's a TV show. Now, you have a very interesting uh, note ahead of one of the episodes, um, and that's because it's the only note ahead of that particular <laughs> episode. Can you share that with me, please? I can. So, it's a couple of episodes ahead. So, this is 20. Episode 22. Okay, second last episode. Second last episode. This episode is too dumb for notes. <laughs> so, I honestly can't tell you what happened because yeah. I clearly switched off and just thought um, I'm, I'm not even going to waste my time writing notes mm. for this one. I can't remember where one storyline started and ended or whatnot because we are talking about all four so we can yeah. you know, if you're out there and you're familiar with each breakdown of each episode have fun with that. For mine it was well I guess even before this the, the fact that old mate um, uh, Chad Lowe Rob Lowe's brother comes back into it as the devotee um, cult leader guy and I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, he's yeah, he's he's like if I was a low brother, I'd be Chad basically. Um, Why? Well, because Lincoln would obviously be Rob. So, eh. well, that's, that's a, I think that's a fair call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not for any of the shenanigans Rob got up to twenty years ago, but uh, the other one on my list. Rob Lowe's on your list. Rob Lowe, fair yeah. call. <laughs> what a handsome man. Um, yeah, he shows back up. He'll do anything for the witches. Blah blah blah. They, you know, obviously backstab and they try to kill him. Shock. Uh, I yeah. I I mean, are you thinking? I'm trying to think of whether this was in the second last or the last episode that uh, all the the earthquake situation. It might have. Been, it actually was this. It was this episode, was right? That? 
I don't know. I'll cut that out. Um, where, you know, Rain, she comes back to life because they still have the blood of of purity and pestilence. They drop into the fire where Rain's body is or something. She comes back. She's got the power of all three of the yeah. world killers within her. And then she dives further down into that crevice and starts and just like swimming squished. through the earth. Yeah. And, and creating like earthquakes and shit. And shit is going that was Wrong. the last episode, I think, because John's father, he shapeshifted into the earth. Okay. I don't mind him saying I'm going to become one with the earth, blah, 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 and become some, like, avatar shit. That's fine. But when he said I'm going to shapeshift, did he actually, he said those words, right? I'm going to shapeshift into the earth or something. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. I don't care if you don't explain to me what you're going to become because that sounds dumb as hell. Um <laughs> You know, and I liked the, 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 the chemistry between those two uh, actors. Obviously, I got a lot of time for uh, Lumby, I believe his name is. I can't think of his first name. Carl Lumby, uh, who played uh, the dad from back in uh, Alias Days. Um, but um, I... I like, is, it, was this always destined to be his purpose in the show? We need you. Like, did they write this when they, when they, when they figure out they need to write in... Martian Manhunter's long lost father back in like episode eight or ten or whatever it was that he came on board, it was like, oh, because at the end, you know, Rain's gonna like swim through the earth and like create earthquakes and shit, and you're gonna morph into the earth and sacrifice yourself, but that's gonna like, you know, band aid all of the um all the earth back together and sweet. <laughs> It's like what is that? Even listening to you, it just I know. That's, so I know. I'm. I'm not even saying it very well. I get that, but it's just no, like. Is no, I know it's not. <laughs> but like, was that always destined to be his purpose, or do they honestly get to a couple of episodes ago and go, we don't, we don't know what we're going to do with him? They obviously were going to have him sacrifice one. himself, right? Because otherwise, they wouldn't have the memory thing. They would have had him six episodes ago start to have Martian dementia. Like they wouldn't have had that. But is this honestly what they, when they first made that change? Okay, we're going to kill off this character. Why? He's going to turn into the earth. Okay, cool. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, then it forced Rain back out. She's very hurt. Um, they go into her cave. I don't know how they found her cave. They just seem to be there and and Imra's ship with Brainy and all that. Um, and they have a have a big fight. Um, you know, they, they, they go into her spirit world thing. It's all happening. They have a fight. Everyone dies. Like, rain crashes through Imra and, and Brainy's ship. They die and explode into a mountain. I'm like, oh, good thing they can survive that. Obviously, they didn't. Monel <laughs> sacrifices himself, cops a couple of laser beams to the chest, and he dies. And I'm like, what what is what is this? What What, what is the non-importance about any yeah. of this? Like, and why is Supergirl standing? She's just... Like she's just sitting there yeah. watching as Rain is fire, like using her heat vision, mm. which um, Supergirl also has yep. heat vision. Don't so try and combat it, but whatever. Yeah, like that to me, it's just really poor direction. And were you really giving it away to your audience that they did all that and Supergirl didn't bat an eyelid? She didn't cry, didn't get upset at any of that. Like she obviously was with Rain, like you know, she brought her back down, saw the destroyed ship. It's okay not to get upset when you're in the middle of the heat of battle like that. But when she actually sees Monel cop, you know, two laser eye power things straight through the chest and kills him, kill. I, I think it even what well, nearly killed John Jones. Yeah, and she was not really that worried about it. And it's because why? Well, obviously because we're gonna 
kind of go back in time or somehow we're going to fix this and we're going to use that device that Monel's got and it'll fix everything it's like yeah but you don't know that you're going to do that when mm. you first see them die like they're dead in your eyes yeah all those people are dead 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 um so i don't know i just was really disappointed in that too because i felt like i was reacting more than the character was and i was wondering why and then it's like, oh, because we're never really going to kill them. And then I'm disappointed that you didn't have the balls to go through with one death or yeah. that you didn't put any emotion into the original death that for us as the audience, we know that's final until you show us it's not. So, yeah, just so up and down. And I think almost more than any of the other shows so far, and maybe, and maybe this is only because it's my most recently watched, I'm like, this really needed to be a shorter season. I know I felt that way about Flash, and the more that Arrow went on, I'm like, mm, you should have done that with Arrow. I mean, Legends is already a shorter season, probably could have been shorter again, <laughs> but I really felt that about Supergirl watching four straight, and even in four straight, the last four of 23, it all felt really repetitive. Yeah. And then Rain, Sam's fine, doesn't die, she gets cured, completely cured, everything's okay, Ruby's okay. Alex is going to adopt a kid. Oh, no, don't adopt a kid. Well, you can, but you're also going to be promoted, so you're not going to be in the field. Of course, she's going to go out in the field. Yeah, Got to create danger for that baby at home. Got to create danger for yourself. Yeah. Of course, you're going to go. I get it. Um, And then what? Uh, Kara clone Two shows up in girls. the Soviet. Yep. So before I even watched <clears throat> this, before I watched the last eight episodes of Supergirl, I had heard that, the way that season three ended or the way that season four was going to start was something about Supergirl in Russia. And I got really excited. Now, I know I've said to you about the Arrow storyline for a uh, a movie that never made it to production. It was Supermax. Green Arrow ends up in jail with a bunch of other DC villains, has to get out. A great Superman comic is Red Sun, and it's about, well, it's a what if, and it's, well, what if Superman, Clark Kent, didn't end up with some family in Kansas and raised by two lovely people to do all things right and live the American way? What if he ended up in a, in a Russian prison? What if that's where he landed, in the exercise yard, and was raised by criminals in a communist country? Yep. What kind of super-powered god would he be when he matured? But didn't they do that with one of the crossover, like Earth X? Kind of. I mean, they were all yeah, they were all Nazis and stuff. Yeah. So maybe yeah, I I never drew those parallels. But when I'd heard that there was something to do with Russia, I'm like, oh, this is where it's going to be. Oh, great. <laughs> and no, she's fine. But then they also then go sh- reverse time again for the audience at least to show us what's happening. Boom, cut to Siberia, and oh, here's here's a here's a Kara clone. Okay, cool. And I started to think about all the villains that we've had so far. Season one, we had Kryptonians. They were her family members. Season two, not Kryptonians, but Daxamites or whatever yeah, they call them. Yeah, neighbours. For all intents and purposes, they're Kryptonians. They're all affected pretty much the same way by our yellow sun. Yep. Season three, Rain, a Krypton creation by Krypton villains. Season four, are we going to have an evil Supergirl? Really? Jeez. I. I kind of don't think that's what's going to happen because I feel like they wouldn't actually tease that yet. But like it took Flash until season four to have a non-speedster villain. Up until then, we'd had nothing but speedsters, evil speedsters. 
I mean, he was still a meta by the end of things, but really it started off as the promise of this guy having just the smarts. And I know a little bit about the season five bad guy. And from what I know, he's not a speedster either. He has, again, like a mental edge over the Flash. Is Supergirl going to make a similar mistake to the Flash? but go one further again. Well, we just can't get away from having an evil version of the good person. Plus, um, now, I think it was the end of the final as well. We see Lena in her lab. Mm. Um, I think she calls Tess Marker. And I, the thing is, I can't remember what she said, but basically it was that evil genius. She's discovered something that she can make to, you know, kill Kryptonians. Mm. Really, we are actually going down this road where Lena's now a baddie and yeah. Tess Mark is going to be the evil little minion working for her. And I know we'd spoken about it a few podcasts ago and you know you didn't like the the stupid rivalry, you know, um between Kara and Lena. It's like you've had a disagreement push on and if anything you're on team Lena's side anyway, so it doesn't really yep. bother you. <laughs> and I think I asked and I said is she just, are they just going to go, well, she's a Luther, so she was always bad and she's been pretending? Or does Kara, having treated her like a villain for doing villainous things by hiding kryptonite, yeah. make her a villain? Part of me thinks the way that you just described that final scene, it's almost somewhere in the middle, is that she's going to keep doing stuff that she's just like, she's just trying to push her own boundaries, trying to test herself just that little bit more each and every day, each yeah. and every experiment. And she'll end up becoming this villain for lack of a better word without actually ever having this great motive and this great grand plans like she'll never have a face off with Supergirl and say I hate you and I want to destroy you she'll just have all the arsenal to be able to do that and it's like she's broken bad but she hasn't she doesn't know she's not aware of it you know she's already too far past the don't cross here line and so I don't know what I'd rather um Certainly not that she's been hiding it for three seasons. I definitely don't want that. But, um, yeah, it does... Let's merge the two. Does Lena Luthor team up with a Russian Supergirl? Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. And then no matter what, Terry, you'll have a scene with a Supergirl in it, whether it's bad Supergirl or good Supergirl. Yeah, just I'm, nothing I'm but Supergirl. Rude either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how do you... Okay, so wrapping up like the season, you, how do you feel... Um, can you compare it to the to the first two seasons? Where does it sit for you? Do you, having had Ben in uh, with our last podcast, say that he's not actually sure whether he's done with these shows altogether and just focus on all the other content that's out there? He's sick of being angry at these shows. Are you yeah. going to come back to DC? Are you going to come back to Supergirl? I will probably try to come back and I think we'll my husband and I will probably watch a couple and then we'll be like nah we're done yeah or it could surprise us and get better I really liked season one Mm. but the difference with season one and all the others it had um bloody Calista Flockhart and you know um Cara was just a coffee girl you know whereas now she's supposed to be a journalist and she's working with a D I don't know. It's just, they've changed her character Mm. so completely that I just, I don't like Mm. her character at all. 
um, and not having Callista there with, you know, the the quippy one-liners and I don't know, I I kind of missed the the way that season was. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And another thing that Ben had spoken about in our last chat was that he said he will happily watch these shows, but, but that would come them. from binging. Yeah. And I took that back for me for season one. I did that with season one. I had it recorded and I just, you know, I'll get to it eventually, whatever. And the only reason I even did that, because I, I didn't really like the first trailer they released. I just thought it was so over the top and cheesy. And like you said, it's CW budget, but it's like, well, now you're coming up with someone who can fly and do all these amazing effects, at least for The Flash. It's like, it's what's one effect, whatever, get past. It's the same yeah. thing over and over again. And they use that fight song. Um, song over the top of the trailer. It was just like, oh my God, don't, stop hitting me over the head with it. I get it. She's a woman and she's a hero and all that sort of stuff. It's like, I'm like, you can be better than that. You can go for that message and market, which is fantastic without being ridiculously cliche about it. But I, they go, you know what? We're going to, we're going to cross over with the flash. And I'm like, well, I'm watching flash. I want to eat up everything flash at the moment. I'll catch up to Supergirl where they cross over. And so I binged a lot of it and I got really into it. Yeah. But I don't think I think you were watching it sort of week to week, so you were never as sold as I was after I binged it because I I was sold on it. I guess not so much a lot quicker, but there was so much happening. You know, I'd sit down for a couple of hours and watch like four or five episodes, and so I was getting a lot more out of it per day than what you were per week. I yeah. guess Ben said he did the same thing with uh, with these recent series. He's obviously away a lot, and then just binged Legends, and then binged Arrow, and then binged Flash. Didn't cross over, didn't watch one episode of each show at a time. And he said he started to lose a lot of the hate for them. So, okay, you're going to give it a crack and watch a couple episodes with Jason. Are you going to watch them once a week, or are you going to like bank up three or four and go, all right, let's give this everything we got for three or four episodes, <laughs> and binging might be the best thing we can do. Let's see how we go. What are you thinking you're going to do right now? Oh, I don't know. Depends what else there is to watch at the yeah. time. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you, I'll be watching it week to week. I mean, that's Doctor my plan. Doctor Who will be back by then too. That's true. I that, think they're even screening even... the first episode in cinema. I've already got tickets, man. Of course you do. Why am I even telling you this like you don't know? And yes, I will be dressing up. Oh, yeah. See, I see. you didn't need to tell me that. Sorry that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be watching it week to week just because I, you know, I go on too many websites. I listen to too many podcasts and things where people talk about it. And again, they're not destroying my life if they spoil an episode of Supergirl. But at the same time, I want to at least be able to listen to it having seen the episode. So I'll be keeping up with uh, with that trend. So it'll be interesting to see what you do because we're, we're very, very close to the new to seasons kicking again. off. So these are decisions that are going to have to be um, uh, made Because soon. it will affect <laughs> our future podcasts. Well, if that's we the thing too. If we decide to binge it, we, you yeah. know, there won't be a podcast for like three months yeah. because we're waiting for the the shows to get to their you know mid-season break and like i want to like people you know there is someone listening to this podcast right now and uh you know i mean okay look i'm talking with my radio voice because in radio i was only talking about this today at work with uh with the guys that are on the show that i work for radio you're trained to speak to one person you say hey how are you today oh it's great to have you back or something like you're talking to one listener because that's who you want to focus on you want to make them feel like the center of your world 
you know that there's thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people listening, but no, no, you got to talk to one person. So I can say, hey, there's one person listening to us. But there are many people listening to this podcast. Even though we are uploading this so far after this episode has actually aired, people are still listening to it. And I, I hope they're doing that because they enjoy listening to it. Otherwise, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> it's like self-harming your ears. I don't understand it. Uh, wasting your time. So I, I feel bad. We're sitting there going, well, if we can be bothered coming back and actually doing this podcast because there's people listening to it. I know I've done that with my podcast that I listen to. Yeah. I hear someone go, well, we're going to change this up. We're going to stop this particular format. I'm like, no, but this is what I do. This is what I listen to. But at the same time, maybe let us know. What do you want us to do? Like, do you want this podcast to keep going on? Do you want us to keep talking about DCTV? You know, do you want black lightning thrown in do you want gotham thrown in do you want to lose one of the four that we're talking about we're really only talking about the four that we have because they're all interconnected batwoman oh well bat yeah well probably yeah we probably get Batwoman. oh so that's not a definite it's not a definite i mean they're going to use the crossover as a way to introduce her oh okay so it's not like straight away yeah not not straight away they're not like in production on her own series just yet they'll they'll gauge how the audience feels about her it's ruby rose at the end of the day we're all watching Oh, okay. yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're all going to watch. <laughs> Just to see how it goes, but that's not until episode eight. Of, you know, it's the crossover episode. They go to Gotham, blah, blah, blah. I'm very excited. So, um, but yeah, like, let, let us know. Would you rather, I mean, do you like listening to this show because we find all the problems with it that we have? Do you listen to this and wish that we didn't have any problems with it? And in that case, would you rather us keep doing a week-to-week thing? And even if it is just stupid old me giving you a five-minute dissection <laughs> of each episode, do you want Terry? Do you want Ben? You know, Or would you rather us wait until that mid-season break or wait until prior to the crossover and do like the first seven episodes of every season? We just give a, a bit of a ballpark feeling like, hey, Arrow this year, fantastic flash. Worse than last year, can you believe it? Legends, what are they doing? Supergirl, I wish I never started watching this if you're Terry sort of thing. So let us know what you want. What do you want the future of this podcast to be? It might not, you know, make our decision for us, but at least give us an idea of... If you all say, yeah, do a 13-episode binge and one podcast, that makes our weeks a little bit easier because trying to line up a time for you, Terry, myself, and Ben to all come together and actually record the bloody thing That's going to be a... Very long podcast. Incredibly, yes, it is. Yeah, we'll need a weekend, <laughs> a lot of drinks. Um, so let us know how you feel uh, about the podcast, uh, what you think we should be doing for our sakes, for your sakes, and uh, we'll see where we pick up in a couple of weeks' time when all these shows uh, come back. But Terry, yes, we've finished Supergirl. We have for the Thank season. Right, we missed a lot of stuff in there, but we we're, watched four yeah. of these episodes, and it was a couple of weeks ago. In fairness, we just haven't had time to uh, to get in and uh, and record this. Um, so forgive us for missing some of the big notes, but at the same time, we well, you know how we generally felt about the season, and it's just yeah, that's Shit. that's it. That's my that's my review. Shit. Put that on the back of the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Lewis, get in a geek. Um, so <laughs> thank you for persisting. Terry, because Ben obviously You're he welcome. bailed for a long while on his holiday. He's come back, and I think he's still trying to make up ground for being away for eight weeks. So uh, thank you for sticking around and doing some DC TV, especially on the show that you like the least of them yep. all. And that's saying something, uh, <laughs> depending on which other one you compare it to. Uh, we will be back, obviously, with uh, continued uh, movie reviews, TV reviews, Marvel side of things with Maddie and myself, uh, trailer reviews as they keep coming out, and all that sort of thing. 
Our other podcast that some of us here from Get Into Geek also feature on Get Into Gate, which is just purely about Stargate SG-1. You can check that on all the podcasts and channels searching Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Otherwise, Get Into Geek, find us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, hit us up, getintogeek at gmail.com. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis, on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know personally or write in a longer form email about what you want us to do with this podcast. Terry, where you at? <laughs> I'm at Tez McLez. On Instagram. And we'll see whether we're all going to be back the same way, same bat time, same bat channel in about four weeks' time to see these new shows <laughs> pop up. What will the makeup of this podcast be? We don't know. We'll find out soon. Thanks for listening to DCTV. Oh, it's all done and dusted. Bye. <laughs> it is. Bye. Get into geek.com.